Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Deadlines are approaching for the Denver Broncos with the contract options of Kareem Jackson and Von Miller. Plus, the franchise tag deadline is approaching for Justin Simmons. Where are the the Broncos leaning? Plus, our year in review series continues as we take a look at the Broncos edge rushers from 2020 and we project our outlook at the position group in 2021. Plus, our Broncos news and notes on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team Every day from the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Make sure you guys are following the podcast at Lockdown Broncos on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and make sure if you're a brand new listener to the show or if you're a returning listener, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because we bring you daily Broncos news, content and coverage on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and our good friends over there at Spotify. Jumping into today's episode of the show, folks. Happy Wednesday all across Broncos country. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this episode, hope you guys are doing well. But let's get into the topic of discussion here to open things up. Our Broncos news and notes. Some deadlines are approaching this Broncos football team here in the next two weeks. And there's one deadline that's approaching next week. And Denver's going to have to find a way to maybe get a deal done with free safety. Justin Simmons, we know he's set to become an unrestricted free agent. The franchise tag window opened last week, but next Tuesday is when the franchise tag deadline will actually approach the team. By that time, they'll either need to negotiate a long-term deal with Justin Simmons, or if it doesn't approach that on the 9th of March, then the Broncos will franchise tag Justin, and then they'll have until July 15th to get a deal done. This deadline is fast approaching. Now, typically, we don't normally see deals done with teams this early in the franchise tag window historically, right? So I think there still is a high expectation at the Broncos and Simmons camp, Todd France of CAA, that they get a deal done. This is something that George Payton internally wants to happen. He wants to bring Justin Simmons back. He wants to build a franchise around him defensively. And for Vic Fangio, we saw the big numbers that Simmons put up in 2020. Justin is the type of guy that George Payton really believes you can build a team with. He talks about high character. He talks about leadership, captain material. Justin Simmons is all of that for Denver and more. So that is an important deadline. It is coming up next week. There's also another important deadline that's coming up that the Broncos, they will have to address, but it's not as pressing as the March 9th franchise tag deadline, but it's the club option deadline that the Broncos have to make a decision on with veteran pass rusher Von Miller and strong safety Kareem Jackson. So we just talked about Justin Simmons. Well, here's Kareem Jackson, his counterpart opposite of him. The Broncos have to find a way to take care of these two guys in-house. I think that's a really big priority. Now, there's a lot of Broncos fans that are talking that the Broncos should just go ahead and decline the club option and allow Kareem Jackson to become an unrestricted free agent. I think that would be absolutely negligent for Denver to do. Look, folks, we saw it on the field, and even pro football focus, you can take it for what it, you know, what it they say there, but they were one of the best safety duos in the National Football League in 2020, and they have a chance to really build on that in 2021. Kareem Jackson, despite the fact he's going to be 32, he's not playing like that. He's playing really well at his age, and that's something I think that the Broncos can really build on. I think his time as a cornerback has bode well for him. He still has the speed, I think, to be able to cover. He's also a Mack truck when it comes to running downhill and hitting running backs and making those plays in the short short part of the field. I mean, he's done that. 
He's proven to be valuable inside Vic Fangio's system. So Denver has two safety options they've really got to take care of here. And I imagine for Kareem Jackson, when you look at his contract, part of me is wondering if the Broncos are going to approach him and say, hey, Kareem, can we restructure your deal for this year to make it more team-friendly? Or they could extend it for two years and spread that money out. Those are some things I'm expecting. I would be earth-shatteringly shocked if Kareem Jackson uh, departs, if the Broncos decline his club option and they depart. I imagine they're going to work on a restructure of his deal or an extension of sorts because his play, when you look at it, has warranted an extension. He's been super valuable to Denver, especially in the secondary, and you don't want to get younger in that department necessarily just yet. You want to draft the guy maybe in this year's draft behind Kareem Jackson so that Kareem can mold him for another one to two years and that guy can take over. Paris Ford is one of those options that we're talking about out of pit. Maybe he might be on the Broncos' radar. But then you have Von Miller. We're, you know, Today, our focus on our year-in-review series coming up here in just a moment is on the edge rushers. The Broncos also have a decision coming up with him as well as to whether or not they're going to pick up his club option or they're going to restructure his contract or extend him and work on a new deal that will obviously allocate to be more team-friendly. As it stands today, I believe he's set to make $17.5 million in 2021 if, in fact, his contract rolls over. Denver probably isn't going to pay him $17.5 million. We talked about it. I think the market right now is going to be around 14.7 to maybe 15.8 million. I just don't see the Broncos parting with Vaughn. We know that Vaughn wants to be back. Denver wants Vaughn back. And Ian Rappaport even believes that Denver and Vaughn will reunite. Now, there's a lot of NFL teams out there right now. You have Cleveland Browns players that are openly lobbying for Vaughn Miller to come to Cleveland if the Broncos release him. Obviously, the Texas A&M connection there with he and Miles Garrett. They want that in Cleveland. The Buffalo Bills want him as well. So you have these teams that are lobbying for him. And if the Broncos do let Von Miller go, his market will be impressive. Ian Rappaport has even said that he's going to have a strong market if he hits the free agency market. Denver, in my opinion, would be absolutely foolish to be able to let Von Miller and Kareem Jackson go. So I imagine we're going to see a deal come forth where they restructure or extend these two guys and they're going to finish their careers as Denver Broncos. Same thing with Justin Simmons. I imagine a deal will get done. There is still until Tuesday of next week. March 9th is the deadline. Will Denver get a record-setting deal done for Justin Simmons, who is in line to become one of the highest-paid free safeties in the National Football League? A lot to watch here on our Broncos news and notes, especially in the coming days and weeks ahead here. Lockdown Broncos, we've got you covered with the latest breaking news and also free agency frenzy. We are on call. We are going to be here every step of the way to keep you updated here on Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, with that said, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to begin our year in review series where we take a look at the Broncos edge rushers from 2020. We're also going to project the outlook for 2021. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL, they're in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV and provides you with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Who's going to be The Bachelor next week? Who's going to win that? Who's going to get the rose? They have that for you, sadly enough. My fiance has got me trapped into avoiding that show on Mondays, folks. So, Bet Online, you can win some money off of it if your fiance loves The Bachelor. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sports. Sportsbook experts. 
And as we continue on with today's episode, Lockdown Broncos and your favorite podcast provider, just a reminder, this show is for you every single day, Monday through Friday. We have a brand new episode with Broncos news, content and coverage, plus player interviews and more here on the Lockdown NFL Network. Continuing our year in review position outlook, where we take a look back at certain positions. We take a look at the players there and we recap how they performed and then we project their fit overall in 2021. Starting things off here with the outside linebacker position. Position, the edge rushers. We're going to start things off with Malik Reed. You guys had an opportunity on last week's episode, Lockdown Broncos, to hear an exclusive interview that we had with Malik. His goal, the bar is set even higher for him going into 2021, but let's take a look back at his season here in 2020. His numbers speak for itself. I mean, eight sacks in 2020. We broke him down on the Broncos film review on the YouTube channel. Cody Rourke NFL, his ability to get to the quarterback and create pressure was there for the Broncos all season long. Now we all know the story. Von Miller goes down before week one happens against the Tennessee Titans. Jeremiah Atauchu gets to start opposite of Bradley Chubb, veteran obviously pass rusher there for the Broncos. But then Malik Reed slowly starts to play better. You know, when he gets in, he's making the most of his opportunities. And certainly, I mean, I, I can't really imagine how good the Broncos would have been defensively if it wasn't for Malik Reed. I feel like he was really a key contributor in 2020 he had eight sacks like I mentioned his edge discipline is one of the tops that I've seen in quite some time he was the best edge player for the Broncos in 2020 in my opinion and terms of his impact too not only just against the run he'll line depth that was something you guys heard me say in the film review he, he's very disciplined against it he doesn't get too far upfield he plays his assignments and he rarely makes mistakes and obviously you have the pass uh, as well creating that pressure causing you know the quarterback to be disrupted he had 17 quarterback hits and he had eight tackles for a loss behind the line of scrimmage. His impact, like I said, spoke for itself. But I had the opportunity on Monday to talk with Benjamin Albright and Ryan Edwards of Broncos Country tonight. And they asked me about my interview with Malik Reed. So I'm going to roll the clip for you right here on Broncos outside linebacker Malik Reed. You did a breakdown last week of Malik Reed. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you saw in some of that. And do you think that Malik Reed's role should be? bigger this next year based on what you saw or is it back to being more of a rotational player you know i think the broncos can get really creative with how they use malik reed and you know one thing that stands out to me he's just very disciplined against the run now if there's a run a stretch play going away from him he literally tracks it down the line of scrimmage at hill line depth which is perfect because the defense on the other side the edge rusher is responsible for keeping that contained to force the running back to have the cutback well they did that several times against the patriots against the jets and then the running back would cut right back into Malik Reed. I mean, that's how Malik Reed had a lot of tackles for losses last season. He's just super disciplined, super instinctful. And, you know, the thing that stands out to me when I talked to Malik as well, uh, he was just talking about how he wanted to learn a little bit more from Von Miller, from Bradley Chubb. He learned a lot from Coach Staley his first year, but the one thing he did is he added his own wrinkle to it, what he could do to build on that. Rather than just copying what other guys could do, he wanted to build on his arsenal and we saw that. You know, I was really impressed with him. He's just a fundamental football player. You can't ask for you know, you know, more than that because he's technical. He's going to do his job. He rarely gets caught slipping. And I think the Broncos, they have value in that. I think they can find ways to be really creative with their defensive sets next year in order to get him you know, as much on-field reps as possible. And I'm going to stick to my guns in that too. I believe that the Broncos will find a way to keep Malik Reed on the football field because he was one of their top impactful players in 2020. There is no question about it that Vic Fangio will find a way to obviously keep him in. And I could even see the Broncos going if Von Miller is back, Vaughn on the outside, Malik Reed on the outside as well. Bradley Chubb playing some defensive end 
Denver did some of that towards the end of the season with some of their different packages. They had Jeremiah Tauchu in, Malik Reed, and then they had Bradley Chubb sometimes playing on the inside defensive end or even a stand-up inside the A-gap. Denver could be very creative, which I think the more options, the merrier, folks. And Malik Reed, obviously a big year for him. Now moving on to his counterpart, Bradley Chubb, seven and a half sacks in 2020. He was stout against the run. He was great against the pass. Now there were some times, and I could say this on film, where it appears like he lost contain against the edge. Sometimes he would squeeze it down too hard. Guys would bounce it to the outside. And that happened a little bit down the stretch, I think, with the Los Angeles Chargers game where they rushed for over 200 yards. Denver has sort of struggled on the outside against the run. Chubb sort of contained that a little bit down towards the end of the season, that stretch there, but it depends on what the Broncos were doing because sometimes they were scheming to send Bradley Chubb on the inside, inside the B gap, and they were sending the defensive end to the outside on a stunt there. So teams were kind of capitalizing on that. So there's more context to the situation than just Bradley Chubb sometimes didn't keep contained. It wasn't that. It was the fact that the Broncos sometimes tried to get fancy with their blitz schemes and it ended up biting them in the tail and teams, some teams picked up on it and they made the most of those opportunities. But Bradley Chubb played absolutely phenomenal in 2020, coming off of an ACL injury. A lot of Broncos fans were dogging on Bradley Chubb at the beginning part of the season because he was getting off to a little bit of a slow start. That's to be expected when you have it's your first football action since tearing your ACL and teams are trying to counteract you a little bit. There were still things he was doing really well against the edge, against the run, pushing back tackles. But we really saw Bradley Chubb come into his own against the New York Jets on Thursday night football and he even said in his reflection after being selected to the Pro Bowl very deserving by the way that he had that conversation with Von Miller and Von said hey what type of player do you want to be in this situation right here Bradley Chubb became the leader of that outside linebacker position group he took it and he ran with it and caused absolute havoc there Uh, you know also something that's not accounted for look I mean he could have had a double digit sack season easily same thing with Malik Reed Chubb had 19 quarterback hits and he had nine tackles for a loss in 2020. And I think coming into 2021, the sky is the limit for him this upcoming season in the National Football League. Now moving on to Jeremiah Atauchu, a Broncos uh, veteran re-signing that they had last offseason. I'm wondering what's going to be the situation with Atauchu this offseason. We'll project that. Uh, but for Jeremiah Atauchu, like I said, week one, he got the start opposite of Bradley Chubb when Von Miller went down with that injury. Atauchu, you know, struggled in a sense at times getting to the quarterback, but sometimes his pressure when he was able to get there was consistent. I mean, he did pressure Ryan Tannehill in that opening game, but Malik Reed kind of overtook him because there were certain spurts where Jeremiah Tauchu simply wasn't getting home. Now, the other thing that I'm looking at here with Jeremiah Tauchu, in his role player established type role, which is really weird. I can't believe I just said that tongue twister. He had five sacks in, in that action and a rotational role, five sacks. You know, that's just two and a half off of where Bradley Chubb was at was seven and a half. That was three off of where Malik Reed was at. So his value, his impact when he was on the field and he was able to get home, it absolutely impacted the Broncos in a positive manner. He had nine quarterback hits and he had six tackles for a loss behind the line of scrimmage. At, at this point of his career, I don't know if a Tauchu is going to go out there and get maybe a three-year $12 million. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I do believe that the Broncos will pay him accordingly. And a lot of these decisions also hinge upon what they decide to do with Von Miller. However, I wouldn't be shocked if Atauchu is back for the Broncos here in 2021. But then again, stranger things may happen because the Broncos, they have a seventh round pick on the roster as well. And Derek Tuska, who they selected in last year's NFL draft. And in 2020, he mainly played in a special teams role. He then suffered a hamstring injury that impacted him. And he was placed on injury reserve designated to return. 
He made a return towards the end of the season, and he got some on-field reps on, on the defensive side ball. He also had some on-field reps defensively against the New York Jets in that Thursday night football game. But Tuska, you know, they, they say he's a little undersized. He's got to put on some more weight, some more muscle, and he's going to be able to have to fill out a little bit if he's going to see significant time on the field. We'll talk about maybe what his role will look like in 2021. But then following up with our final player here on our review of 2020 before we get to the outlook for 2021, Anthony Ciccolo, the Broncos, they needed some edge rusher help, and so they went in after Von Miller's injury. They signed Anthony Ciccolo to the roster. If you guys don't know who he is, he's the long-haired guy, pretty big, pretty sizable guy. He played in 11 games for the Broncos. He had one sack, and you know, I'd say outside of that, his impact wasn't really felt in a way that people are going to remember. He did provide some special teams help for the Broncos, some depth there alongside Austin Calitro. But outside of that, Chickalo will more than likely not be back for the Broncos in 2021. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to start talking about our outlook for some of these players, the position room in general for 2021. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode, and that's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And next week, it is March Madness with Built Bar, and you can expect me to be promoting the heck out of it on social media. We're putting all the flavors in a bracket, and we're voting on which flavors are the best. Who's going to win? What is your favorite go-to flavor? Me, personally, I'm putting peanut butter crisp as my number one seed. I'm going to put caramel brownies my number two seed, and I'm hoping that they can make it to the end, to the finals, because they were some, a lot of great competition, obviously, with the amazing flavors that they have. And Built Bar is a healthy protein bar, the best-tasting protein bar that is out there on the market. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And the bars are healthy, folks. And Built Bar is great for those who are health-conscious like myself. It helps me lose or maintain weight while also indulging in a delicious treat because the bars, they're low calorie, they're low in sugar, they've got high protein and high fiber. And you can get a box of Built Bar today and you can try all 18 flavors by going to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20, the number 20, LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order by using promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. As it stands right now, outside linebacker edge rusher might be a primary need that the Broncos look to address in this year's NFL draft. You know, in my opinion, going through and and looking at everything, I don't know if there are legitimate pass rushers that I'm so keen on going for in round one or round two. I just don't believe that this year's draft class is the strength of it. And certainly then between now and the draft, I could be proven wrong. And certainly there's probably a player out there that'll be really damn good in the NFL that nobody's talking about. And I'm going to look like a moron, you know, maybe let's say two years down the road here but as it stands right now I don't know if going into the NFL draft and trying to get an edge rusher is going to be the Broncos best bet when round one or even round two for that matter I think like I said earlier a lot of the Broncos decision their outlook at the position I think is going to be focused on uh, you know with Von Miller and if something happens with Von Miller where Von doesn't return, you can expect that the Broncos are going to address outside linebacker and free agency. In Vic Fangio's defense, I can't really imagine at this point in time that they're going to go in and draft a rookie and then place that guy in. I just think it's too risky at this point when you have other bigger needs. We saw how Malik Reed was able to fill in. Guys like Jeremiah Tauchu, maybe Derek Tuska can develop into something. But the Broncos, they have options right now. And if they lose Von Miller... 
It's going to be hard to replace him. Yes, you have Bradley Chubb, and more than likely Malik Reed would be the starter, but you need some more depth there in case something happens to one of those guys. You can never have enough depth at the pass rusher position. There's so many teams that were impacted, I believe, in 2020 around the NFL. The pass rusher position took some major hits. Obviously, we, we saw one of the Bosa brothers get hurt. Obviously, both Bosa brothers dealt with injuries. Melvin Ingram dealt with an injury. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I've seen some people say, hey, he should come to the Broncos. I don't know if that's going to be in the cards here, but if the Broncos do lose out on Von Miller, I would expect him to fulfill edge rusher in free agency. Not necessarily just the draft. I don't think that the draft would be really much of an option there. Maybe round three, round four, but free agency would be what we see kind of the Broncos approach in terms of having that replacement threshold there. But let's get into our conversation here on the outlook for 2021 for the players that we had just mentioned in our year in review for 2021. Look, Bradley Chubb, I think for him coming into the season healthy, he didn't really have to worry too much because going into the 2020 season, even through training camp, the Broncos, they eased him into the rotation. They eased him into the intensity of practices. And even though that the CBA limits how physical you can be, you still need some of that physical work there. And for Bradley Chubb, the mental journey, and I know it very well, coming off of an ACL surgery, you're consistently second-guessing things. You know you're going to wear a brace. Do you think about it too much? Do you think about every plant or cut that you make on the field? For Bradley, that was something that he dealt with early on in training camp. And look, with no preseason, guess what? He didn't have any time to kind of work that out. So, of course, he got off to a little bit of a slow start in the first couple of weeks of the season. But after that, Chubb, I mean, he, he played really well, in my opinion. I, I thought he played well against Tennessee. I thought against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he played really well, too, especially against the edge. I mean, there was a goal line stop that he had there in the red zone. It was third and goal for the Steelers. And there was a run by James Conner that he absolutely closed down and had a tackle for a loss there. Really not anywhere that Connor could go. So he still had that motor. But in terms of the quarterback sack production, there were so many fans saying that the Broncos should have drafted Josh Allen. The hindsight argument is so laughable, and I hope that we can avoid those types of conversations in the future. I believe for what the Broncos got, Bradley Chubb at pick number five a few years ago in the NFL draft, I thought was the best value pick for them at that time. We all know that Josh Allen would not have been able to develop and be the quarterback he is today in Denver because of the consistent revolving door of coaches and schemes and young talent around him. He would have been ran out the door by Broncos fans after his first season. So, with that said, Bradley Chubb, I expect some big things for him here in 2021. I, you know, For me, projecting it, I imagine he's going to have at least 10 sacks, 10 or more sacks altogether in 2021. I think that a lot of that is going to be he's kind of leaned down. He's used to it now. He's going to get stronger. I mean, it's hard for a guy who's already strong to get any stronger, but he can do that. But I imagine, like I said, he's going to lean up a little bit. It's going to help with some of that speed. But he's going to be the guy I think is going to really take over. And you know, a lot of people are talking about in Vic Fangio's defense, Who's the who's the Khalil Mackerel? I think Bradley Chubb is the Khalil Mackerel in Vic's defense, and I think Von Miller's the speed rush guy. I think Chubb is definitely the strong anchor point there, and I expect him to have at least 10 sacks or a little bit more in 2021. Now, in terms of Malik Reed, I think the Broncos will find a way to utilize his role even further this upcoming season. Now, for me, I still think he's going to be in that role player type role, but if one of these guys goes down with an injury, if Bradley Chubb you know, misses any time, if Von Miller is not back, He's going to get the star opposite of Chubb at outside backer. He's going to put in a phenomenal season as well. And, and look, when I look at Malik Reed and I see how well disciplined he is, 
I think he can only get better and better, which is kind of scary because you, you always try to ask and you try to you know perceive what is this guy's ceiling going to be. Sometimes there is no ceiling. Sometimes the ceiling is completely gone. The roof is blown off of the joint because the guy can keep getting better every single year. And I think that in the in the nature of pro sports, you have to find ways to consistently get better and improve. And stuff that you struggled with one year, you have to make that one of your strengths the next year, and vice versa. I think that for Malik Reed is very reflective on that, and he's continuing to try to build Alexi because he's got a very special story that could be brewing from undrafted to a potential star in the NFL. Not saying he's going to be a star in 2021, but he is a rising talent in the NFL, and Denver and Vic Fangio's system could help amplify that in the long run. Now, Derek Tuska, for me, I like I said, I still expect mainly a special teams role for him. The expectations aren't always that high when you're a seventh-round pick and you're also coming from an FCS school, a smaller school. The knock on Tuska and Vic Fangio had even said this is that he's got to get stronger and he's got to get bigger and and certainly that should be his goal this offseason is to be in the weight room you know obviously with the diet and the protein to be able to bulk up and add more muscle and a little bit more size there because in the NFL if you're a little undersized at the outside linebacker position you may get manhandled against some of the more physical offensive linemen in the NFL. And that's nothing against Derek Tuska. It's just Vic Fangio's way of saying, hey, look, in order for him to be what maybe we think he could be, he's got to do a little bit more. And I think obviously staying healthy is going to be one thing there. But for Tuska, you know, like I said, him getting on the field towards the end of the season was nice to see. We'll take a look at that in our Broncos film review this offseason. We got Broncos video and film review on individual players all throughout the year leading up into the NFL season. So you have a lot of content there on the YouTube channel, Cody Rourke NFL. And Von Miller, look, if Von Miller is back and he is healthy, I think it's going to be war on everybody. I think Von Miller, is, he's been hearing the talk. He's, he's heard these national media heads saying, look, Von Miller is overrated. He had eight sacks in 2019. He didn't play in 2020. He's lost a step. He's hearing that. He's probably registering, taking notes of all that. But I think his mentality is going to be even bigger and better than ever if he does come back to Denver. I expect a monster year, and I think we could really see if Von is back I think we could see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb become one of the best pass rushing duos in all of the NFL. We saw it in 2018, how dominant they were. Now in Vic's scheme and the system where I feel like they have better defensive interior linemen there and Mike Purcell, if they bring Shelby Harris back, I think if they keep that back into that secondary legit with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson and they go in and they address cornerback with a veteran option, this is a Broncos defense, in my opinion, on paper right now. They can be top five in 2021. And Von Miller is a big driving force behind that. And, and obviously for our final guy we're going to talk about here on today's show, Jeremiah Atauchu. The Broncos, I think, are going to maybe make a little bit of an offer on him. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Uh, and outside of that, you know, I wouldn't also be surprised if he's not with the team in 2021. Now, here's the thing with Atauchu. I don't think he's going to cost you too much money. He took a one-year deal to come back to Denver. I think that says a lot. But when you look at his numbers and the contributions that he had with five sacks in 2020, you can maybe make the argument that there's going to be a team out there that does need a veteran guy. And Atauchu could come into a younger organization and be that veteran guy for a young, you know, for a young team that is in need of a pass rusher. So we'll see if he's back with the Broncos this upcoming season. Obviously, when that's case, when the when the roster is finalized, we'll have a roster preview. We'll have our projections as well down the road here, late, late, late in the offseason, right before the new season kicks off. But Broncos country, that'll do it for today's episode. Locked on Broncos. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode on your drive to work, whether you're at home making dinner or breakfast, or if you're working out in the gym. We know I have a few listeners out there that listen early in the morning when they're at the gym, killing their workout. Keep up with the health and fitness grind. I'm on it myself. And Broncos country, if you guys ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to me. My DMs on Twitter are always open. 
reach out if you have any questions or you want to talk shop. I'll be happy to talk with you all across Broncos country. But tomorrow's episode of the show, it is Thursday, so you know what that means. It is our top three Thursday segment on Lockdown Broncos. We're going to take a look at which three positions need to be addressed by the Broncos in free agency. That feedback comes from you, the listeners all across Broncos country as well. So tune in tomorrow for that. And if there's any latest news going on with the Broncos, any breaking news, we're going to have you covered here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast on your favorite podcast provider. I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. See you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos.